0: Cedar Rapids Colonels, the
1: good times roll!
0: Welcome to All Ears, the official podcast of the Cedar Rapids Colonels, presented by Miracle Ear. I'm your host and voice of the Colonels, Calvin Cristoforo. On the podcast, you'll hear from past and present Cedar Rapids baseball influencers, including players, managers, executives, insiders, and more. Cedar Rapids Colonels, at the good times roll! Season 3, Episode 5 of the Colonels All-Air Podcast, the Cedar Rapids Colonels All-Air Podcast, presented to you, as always, by Miracle Air. We've had four really good episodes this point in the season. If you missed our one last time out, it was with John Wilson and Johnny Wilson, a twin scout and a son of a twin scout. He now pitches for the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Today, we have his battery mate, Noah Cardenas, joins the program. Noah, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Oh, Thanks for having me, Calvin. I appreciate it.
0: Colonels catcher Noah Cardenas joining the All Ears podcast. No, I just want to start with asking about your experience so far in Cedar Rapids. How is the season going? How is the team? How is the area?
1: I think, I mean, first off, the area is just amazing. Uh, my host family, Jeremy and Rachel, have just been so cool and uh, so welcoming to uh, me, Kyler and Charles. And uh, they've just been amazing. The team, uh, really good energy on the team. Uh really like the even blend of American guys with the Latin guys and there's a good little blend where um everyone kinda uh gets to communicate and stuff. So it's been really good and, and so far this season, I mean, the weather was a little cold in the beginning, but now it's starting to heat up and uh it's it's been a lot nicer here on those uh those night games for sure.
0: You mentioned that blend and I feel like that's always an interesting question of how well all the teammates communicate with one another because there's always you know, a language barrier there. How how difficult is that? And how have you guys, you know, as a tight-knit group, like you said, have been able to overcome that?
1: Yeah, uh, I think there's just a lot of guys like uh, you got guys like Jose Salas, Marco Raya, who are kind of like guys who lived in the States for a long time now and kind of have uh, both languages, uh, definitely like are fluent in both languages. So it's a lot easier to communicate with guys and uh, communicate through them. Uh, especially during mound visits and stuff, you'll see like Jose Salas come out a lot because uh, he's like my communicator. Like he's trying to help me. uh, And that was kind of cool that that was kind of without me even saying anything, he comes out um, with the Latin guys and kind of just helps me uh, communicate what I'm trying to say to them and kind of like pressure situations, what pitches we want to go to um, or maybe just strategy for this next hitter.
0: So for you now, we'll we'll get back to, we'll, we'll go a little chronological here. We'll get back to, This season, but let's go back to the beginning with you personally, you know, baseball wise, you know, when you were younger growing up, what really made you made you fall in love with the sport of
1: baseball? Um, I just, I I just always loved it. I think it was my first sport that I was introduced to. And I just like fell in love with it off the bat. And I just remember watching Dodger games ever since I was little, uh, because I grew up in California, obviously twins fan now, but like I just I remember that kind of like introduced me to baseball. And uh, I just kind of ran from it from there, uh, played it ever since, and um, always been around it because both my brothers played. And so I was just kind of always around it and always kind of loved it. Your brother works in baseball, doesn't he? Yeah, my oldest brother is uh, is a uh, strength coach with the Rangers, and then my middle brother plays with the Rays. So it's a good little blend for sure.
0: Cardenas family, a baseball family in Southern California, a place where you can play baseball year round. What was that like? Were you playing baseball 24-7, 365 growing up? Because, you know, from my experiences and people here in the local area, you can't play baseball, you know, all the time in these snowy, cold climates. Were you doing that uh, all year round Uh, back home?
1: Yeah, there were some years I was definitely doing that, but uh, a lot until like junior high, uh, I started playing uh, just baseball. But I'll play like football um uh, some some years too, and then uh one year basketball. But I usually just played baseball and football um until junior high. and then junior high was like year year round, like no no stop baseball. And so um that was that was kind of funny. But uh, I mean, thankful that the weather permitted it, but I enjoyed it.
0: What was that like though focusing, you know, seventh eighth grade we're talking here on becoming. Yeah you know, the best baseball player you can be. What was the workload like for you working, you know, all year round trying to, you know, get to the place where you are right now?
1: I think, I think honestly it helped a lot too because that seventh, eighth grade is kind of when the field start getting bigger and you kind of start identifying yourself, like what kind of prospect you're going to be at that point. Uh, like where are your best chances in the future? Because when you play year round at that point, like and seventh and eighth grade, like uh, it's more like developing yourself as a as a player. You're kind of playing these games that are like Sundays that like, you know, like you're just throwing the ball out there. Nobody really cares who wins and loses. So it was kind of more of developing like, hey, what position are you going to play um, as you move on to high school um, and just kind of adjusting to the uh, the field length and kind of understanding like, hey, um, I remember when the field grew a little bit bigger, I was like, hey, like my arm strength got to go up a lot because um, just the throws from anywhere um, were just a lot longer and definitely power too, just, you know, you can't really control like growing, but uh, just probably getting in the weight room was kind of the biggest thing, um, just to kind of um match the playing field with what uh field we were playing on at that point.
0: So you mentioned you know hitting the gym, but what else did you try to do to make yourself improve at that you know kind of stage where you had to get bigger and stronger to be able to compete more on this bigger diamond?
1: Yeah, uh, I would say, I mean, um. Uh, just the arm, uh, the Jager bands helped a lot. Uh, I remember me and my brother would f- be throwing around the football a lot. Uh, just because I remember like, um, I started like just primarily catching my, I would say in eighth grade, uh, ninth, ninth grade, I would say, um, was when like, I kind of didn't play any other position. So it was kind of like, Hey, that throw down to second, like Scott skip on it. Like, you know, like couldn't make it on the fly. So it was kind of like, Hey, honing in on that and, um, kind of, getting that arm shanked up where I'm able to make it on a line down a second.
0: That area too a baseball hotbed. I'm sure you played with a lot of very talented people. Could you just mm-hmm. you know, maybe share some names of guys that you, you played with or played against at that stage in your life who are who are now coming yeah. baseball players?
1: Yeah, I'd say even at UCLA, um, someone asked me this question yesterday. My freshman year played with uh Togley who's in the big leagues with the Rockies right now, Ryan Kreidler, who's a shortstop with the Tigers. Um there's a lot of guys. I'm trying to think now I'm um, put on the spot. Uh, Matt McClain just debuted at the Reds. Um, let me think. Who else? I mean, just countless amount of guys. Uh, there's another one with the uh, – yeah, I mean, that. that's what comes to my mind right off the bat. I hope, hope I didn't miss anyone. Like, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Oh, Garrett Mitchell as well. That was the last name. Garrett Mitchell with the Brewers too. the good times go. Hey, Colonels. Hey,
0: hey, hey, Colonels. Hearing is important to living life to the fullest. That's why inside every Miracle Ear store, you'll find better laughs at family barbecues. You'll find a better life is in store at Miracle Ear when you experience the Miracle Ear exclusive advantage. It starts with our free hearing assessment, plus innovative products that will fit your needs and budget. With free service and adjustments for life, call 319-243-7105 to schedule a free hearing evaluation and find a better life in store. Our local Miracle Ear team is proud to support the Cedar Rapids Colonels.
1: Group outings are a great way to unwind and enjoy a night out, and we invite you to reach out to our group sales staff and see all the options we have. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows when you're at the good times roll. Hey hey colonels, let the good times roll. Cedar Rapids
0: Colonels let the good times roll. Galvin Christophoro, uh Cedar Rapids Colonels catcher Noah Cardenas, talking to the Colonels Zelir Podcast, season three, episode five, presented to you as always by Miracle Ear. Now let's transition into the high school playing days. Um, I'm sure a very competitive high school uh, league, team, division. You guys are playing in down there in Southern California. What was that experience like for you?
1: Yeah, that experience was really good. Uh, Like we talked about with um, kind of the guys who made the big leagues, like those are kind of guys that you grew up like playing against and just like kind of um, you knew really well, like especially uh, that I ended up going to UCLA, like, um, I didn't commit to my senior year, but I remember playing against all those guys uh, just at the local spots, like especially Orange County was Orange County at the time had a lot of kids uh, going places. And then um, in high school, I remember playing like my freshman year or my sophomore year was against Hunter Green. Um, he was throwing, uh a Friday night game at Notre Dame. And you just have you just have really good arms uh, throughout that that um, high school experience. So it's. It's good. It's, it's it's definitely challenging and a lot of fun. What was it like for you?
0: Were you able to hop right in as a freshman and, and make an impact? Or did you have to spend some time down in the the lower sub varsity levels before you you made that hop up?
1: Yeah, no, I played uh I played J V my freshman year. Uh my brother was a senior, my middle brother was a senior, so I really wanted to play varsity, but just at that time I was just I wasn't there yet. And so uh, I think I got called up maybe one game. And uh, funny enough, my brother didn't make an error in center field. In the one game I got called up, I overthrew the second baseman. And my brother came in to handle it, and he booted it. So he got his first high school error. Uh, I so I always give him – yeah, we always we always laugh about that. But, yeah, I, I think only a couple games on varsity uh, my freshman year.
0: Which is crazy to think about in, like, how deep these California high school baseball teams are. You know, yeah. just from my experience, a completely different part of the country, but – to have a guy yeah. who eventually becomes a D1 commit and a professional baseball yeah. player to not play varsity as a freshman is just crazy. But I'm sure your high school yeah. team is very, very talented from a top yeah. to bottom standpoint at that point in
1: time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good team for sure. Just a lot of uh, guys who knew their roles and uh, kind of uh, older guys, stronger, bigger. So I just had to take a back seat, I guess, at that time. Now
0: let's get to your recruitment process. I mean, you said you were you committed as a senior, but a lot of people commit very early. We see as early as like eighth graders in high school, like freshmen commit uh, in the sport of baseball. What was that recruiting process like for you? Because it seems like it was a long one. It went all the way down to the wire.
1: Yeah, uh, I would say early on it was there wasn't much going on. Like my freshman, sophomore, junior, uh, wasn't much going on until my junior summer. Going into my junior year, and that was kind of just a little bit like one visit that ended up coming up to nothing. Um, So it really came down to uh, my going into my senior year, and it was kind of like colleges trying to fit their needs, like saying, um, Hey, this our catcher is probably going to leave after this year is probably going to get drafted. So uh, we're kind of late to the boat on this. We don't have a catcher in our class. So it was kind of those schools that were like still remaining and so it was it was it was, ended up being great uh so my senior went to uh, a couple showcases um started talking to UCLA uh really wanted to go there and so uh it just ended up working out and they it, it was just a perfect fit uh and so they didn't have a catcher committed to my class and they didn't really have like a like just an anchor behind the plate and so that was the most the biggest draw for me um was the ability to go there and play right away uh, because it's cool to commit somewhere, but it's also not as fun when you kind of go there and you kind of get lost in the shuffle and you're kind of um, just kind of taking a backseat to somebody and you kind of don't know how long that's going to last. So you want to, my, the biggest draw for me definitely was kind of the opportunity to Hey, if you play well enough, um, you have the opportunity to play as a freshman. So I was just kind of like, all right, um, I'll take that challenge on myself and take my, like my chances and bet on myself. So, um, was able to go there and that was awesome.
0: Were there any yeah. worrisome moments with that recruitment process coming down to the end? Were there any times where you're like, wow, I really need to, you know, get a move on here because we're coming to a close." Were you worried at all? Or did you always know that you were to find somewhere to go that would, it would fit for you?
1: I would say I was definitely worried. Uh, cause it, I mean, I committed my first day in my senior year and, uh, you know, just like this age, this day and era of where you kind of see guys, uh, committing just so early, like, on Twitter and stuff like that, like, so I was just kind of like, you know, that definitely deflated me, but, um, you know, like, just thank God that there's an opportunity at that point in time um, where those showcases, I just feel like I was meant to be at those showcases, and it just, it worked out better than I could have planned it personally because, um, you know, those those first three years, I really didn't grow into my body, and I just feel like my last year, um, arm strength was a lot better. And mostly, definitely, I think I committed because um I was a good catcher, not because of anything like offensively. Just because um I don't think I was there yet, so um it just it just worked out great.
0: You said you wanted to go to UCLA, but you grew up a USC fan. Is that true?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I've been slowly starting to to fade that out <laughs> to uh to uh to not get that mixed up. But yeah, no, I grew up a hardcore USC fan, and um you know. USC was even in the picture in the recruiting process, but uh, um, uh, I'll tell you what, it would have been close, but I, 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 I know I still would have gone with the UCLA just because of the, the uh, resume of baseball and and winning and stuff like that. So uh, I have to put away what happens in the fall, and uh, the football season, and just focus on the spring.
0: But I'm sure you've now transitioned to the other side of that rivalry, right? Your Bruins through and through.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh people around me sometimes question how, how that transition happened so quickly. But uh, yeah, like when you're around a place and you just kind of uh, know the people around it and care for the people around it, you just, you kind of just get right into it. So now let's move over
0: from the college process to the draft process. I mean, what was that experience like for you leading up to the draft, not necessarily being drafted, but what was the lead up like for you? I'm sure it was just the season, but Did you ever have any idea you were going to get drafted? Do you, did you have any ideas of, you know, where or what or how?
1: Yeah. um, I definitely had an idea that I was going to get drafted. Um, I, I would say didn't know kind of uh, where I would say kind of where I ended up was kind of, um, I think appropriate for kind of um, how I, how I had played in that, that, that season. Um, But, Knowing the team, no, it was just. I remember it was. Being, it was a really, really nerve-wracking day, um, having my like fiance there and and just like just kind of waiting and you know like like people ask me is my phone working? I'm like, dude, yeah, like my phone's working. It's just nobody's calling right now. So, uh, so it's just it's just uh, it's it's definitely a day that I'll, I'll never forget for sure. Um, but I'm just happy I ended up being the twins. It's just such a great organization. But uh, didn't really have an idea. There were a couple teams that called, and I think um that there were a couple teams that um that were coming up on the clock that were are were gonna pick me, but I'm just I'm happy that it ended up being the twins
0: so now let's go to draft day and ended up being the twins. Yep. I mean what was that call like and what was the couple of days after you know being officially drafted like?
1: yeah. Uh, I would say the call was just amazing. Uh, I remember. They called me. Uh, Coach Savage called me, and it was just—it was—it was—it was awesome. And um, just the whole Twins organization. As um, soon as uh, I kind of got there, they just saw, like just amazing. I don't want to jump too far ahead because I see we're going in order. But uh, go, yeah, go like ahead, the, you go. The, the Twins, the Twins organization was just uh, great and very, very vocal about how they were excited to pick me. And you know, obviously that feels good. And so um, I was just excited at that point to. Um, get to Fort Myers, uh, sign the paperwork, and then just kind of get ready to play.
0: So you went with the Twins, you signed with the Twins, and now it's your professional yeah. baseball player. Yeah, last yeah. year we can skip all the way to there. That was a you know yeah. very good year for you and 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 the team down in Fort Myers. Um, what was uh, it like you know from college ball to professional ball? It seemed like you kind of jumped in right away with a really good season last year.
1: Um, I would say the transition was just it was awesome. I think college definitely helps. Um, just as far as like um, you know, just day to day and how you kind of prepare yourself for a game. Um, I would say uh, you know, there's uh there's definitely no way to prepare yourself for 140 games and every day. Uh, but you know, just just knowing that that was gonna happen and see my brother go through it, you know, that just kinda helped and uh just kinda leaned on him for that. And um, but it was it was amazing. Like as soon as you as soon as you get with the twins um just like people knowing where you're from um and knowing your name right off the bat it's just kind of like it just kind of speaks to their uh their kind of almost like homey feel uh to the organization and uh it's just a just a very good well-rounded organization for sure Stay connected with the Cedar Rapids Colonels all year long by following the Colonels on social media. Catch up with the Colonels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CR Colonel.
0: We had Tanner Showball on a couple episodes back. You can go listen to that episode of the Colonels, all of your podcasts, talking to Noah Cardenas here on it, season three, episode five. And he said something that's real. That was really cool. And it, it, you, you see it in this Colonel's team right now is it's pretty much a lot of the same guys that were together last season in Fort Myers. I mean, how cool has that cool. been to now be up one level with kind of the same group of guys and you guys can continue to all grow working on your, your final goal together as a group.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I think a lot of the guys, especially the guys who were drafted last year and, uh, you know, the guys who were down in uh, Fort Myers for the year uh, with me last year was, I mean, it's just a great group of guys. You kind of get to know them and, you know, uh, how they kind of their pregame, uh, how they get ready for the game and just um, how they work and stuff. So it's just it's nice having a lot of familiarity um, with the team. And with certain guys, uh, it's definitely been nice.
0: Besides the weather, and we've talked yes. about it a little bit, how you're a California guy, the, the nights were yeah. cold, although you compared it to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, although Birmingham, yeah. Alabama is not as cold as it is in yeah. eastern yeah. Iowa. But what yeah. are some of the big differences between playing in the Florida State League and playing in the Midwest League, besides the fact that, you know, you're playing, you know, a different group of guys as you're up a level?
1: Yeah, I think I think honestly, there's a lot of similarities to the group of guys and the guys we play too, uh, because like for example, we just got done facing Peoria, and uh, a lot of those guys like T. Kent, uh, Baker, um, just naming Alex Cornwell. Like those those starters are a lot of the same guys we face down in Fort Myers, um, and some of the guys out of the pen as well. Uh, I just remember, you know, just the scouting reports, and, and you see them six times a week, so you kind of almost after the first time you kind of like are like, Hey, this is this guy, you know, like, you don't even need to know his Jersey number. You kind of know who the guy is. especially when you had a full season last year where you probably face them, uh, say six to eight, six to eight at bats, you kind of have an idea of who they are. Um, but no, it's just, I think it's just, uh, I think as you move up a level, the pitches are better. Uh, pitches are, you know, got a little more bite, got a little more velocity and, uh, you know, yeah, I think there's definitely more challenges in, in, in Hayek for sure.
0: I'm just generally curious about your thoughts on the six-game series, something you don't play in college, but of course you play in the minor leagues. You played it last year in the Florida State League, but is that something you enjoy, seeing the same team six days in a row? You might see a couple pitchers more, more than one time in the series, or yeah. do you like kind of the college-style, uh, major league style of three games, next opponent?
1: Uh, I would say just for travel purposes, uh, I like it, and also uh, just the familiarity of uh knowing the pitchers is is good too. Um, I don't think it it causes some huge uh, like advantage towards anybody. Um, so I think I think the setup of it is good just for um travel and just kind of um you know kind of getting your feet settled in a spot uh you know when you're making like a five hour drive and you know playing that game um so and especially with the off days like you want one off day a week so you kind of want to balance that and i think i think this six game schedule kind of balances good and uh kind of when you're on a road trip you kind of get um to have your feet settled and and kind of get uh, a feel for the field and just kind of uh, the atmosphere around it all right we're wrapping
0: up we had a couple of questions about yeah. some of the parts of the season then we're going to go through some rapid fire questions to get yeah. to know noah cardenas but i'll start with yeah. this one uh, what has been your favorite part of the season up to this point in the year here in mid-May?
1: Favorite part of the season? Favorite part of the season has been favorite part of the season, favorite part of the season. I would say I told my buddies that I wanted to play in snow, and uh, it snowed in Beloit, and they they just kept laughing because I got my wish, but I wasn't playing that day. So they were so upset because they're like, we have to play in your wish and stuff. So I would say that was probably one of my favorite parts.
0: 38 degrees, the lowest temperature <laughs> the Colonels have played in a game in this yeah. season. Uh, yeah.
1: What has been your favorite part of
0: playing in Cedar Rapids up to this point?
1: Uh, I would just say the people, the fans. I mean, just I feel like uh, that stadium is kind of right on top of you and uh, the fans are just very uh, aware and just kind of very uh, – uh, loud and i feel like just kind of every play has a reaction to it that that kind of feel to it makes you kind of feel like um, you're playing on a on a big stage what has been your favorite uh
0: ballpark to play in besides playing at home
1: yeah uh favorite ballpark i would say south bend is south bend was really nice all right yeah, yeah very good ballpark
0: feel yeah. up there in south bend okay i'm gonna hit you with some rapid fire one answer questions okay okay favorite food uh, In-N-Out Burger. Never been. Fa- favorite blue. color? Blue. Favorite word? Like. Uh, Favorite subject in school growing up? Bath. Uh, favorite breakfast food? Eggs. Favorite dessert food?
1: Cookies and cream.
0: Favorite type of restaurant?
1: Lucille's.
0: What is one thing you were afraid of growing up?
1: Uh spires.
0: Okay, and I want to end with this one. Okay. We're going on a road trip, okay? Yeah. And the bus driver is not available. What teammate would you trust the most to drive the bus D-way game. Oh
1: my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh that's a great question. I would say probably Nicholas Rimmel. Why? Uh, just because I know he's gonna take it serious, and uh, I think we have a, I think we have a pretty good chance again back safe.
0: He always takes uh shag and fly balls in the outfield very serious too.
1: Yes, he does. Yes, for sure. So I think he can turn, it, flip a switch, and understand that we got to get back. <laughs> Nicholas Rimmel but driving I'm not the bus. I'm not What's that? I said I'm not falling asleep while he's driving. <laughs>
0: we did have yeah. to drive through that uh that big thunderstorm almost tornado on the way back so that was a oh tough drive God. yeah coming back from is... yeah, but there you have it nicholas Trumbull, we gonna drive the bus that is cedar rapids catcher noah cardenas on the colonel's all Year podcast no i know you're a very busy guy especially on your off day thanks so much for taking the time
1: oh absolutely calvin thank you for having me
0: thanks Noah. we will see you next time for episode six of season three on the colonel's all Year podcast
1: Choosing Miracle Ear was a great decision, like when I decided to host family movie nights. Miracle Ear made it easy. I just booked an appointment and a certified hearing care professional evaluated my hearing loss and helped me find the right device calibrated to my unique hearing needs. Now I enjoy every moment, the quiet ones
0: and the loud ones. Your local Miracle Ear team is proud to support your Cedar Rapids Colonels. Enjoy the game.